everybody, and welcome to your Week 7 Fantasy Friday edition of the NFL Roadshow. I know it is a really hard week to roster build because of all of the buys. We've got six teams that are off this week total, and those teams are stacked with fantasy assets, or at least five of them are. You've got the Cowboys, the Vikings, the Chargers, the Bills, the Steelers, and then the Jaguars are also off this week. That's four legit QB1s off the table. Dak, Cousins, Herbert, Allen, plus... Five RB1s, Cook, Zeke, James Robinson, Eckler, Najee Harris. Ugh, that one, coupled with the injuries that we're dealing with this week at that position or in the last couple of weeks, make, I think, running back in particular a very hard position to fill out a roster for this week. The number of waiver claims that I ended up putting in on Tuesday night for my six season long leagues was pretty disgusting. And obviously it didn't get everybody that I wanted. So that means that there are decisions to make about who out of the leftovers I should pick up and play. And that is where this podcast is going to come in. Michael Fabiano and I are going to run through those names that are probably giving you the most trouble at the positions that you're probably having the hardest time filling. We're going to run through the quarterbacks and the running backs. And I know there are a lot of wide receivers that are out this week, some big names in particular. But in the interest of time, we focused on the other two positions just because the wide receiver position is so much deeper. And frankly, I didn't have as much trouble filling those holes. So I'm guessing that you probably didn't either. So without further ado, my co-host from the SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio Show, Fantasy Dirt weekdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Michael Fabiano joins me now. Let's go ahead and break the huddle. Hurry up, let's go! Two on, two on, two. Ready? Your week seven by Mageddon. Cowboys, Vikings, Chargers, Bills, Steelers, and Jaguars all out. That is so many fantasy assets. I literally wrote down all of the names. It's very, very long. So... Yeah, We know you've got some tough decisions to make this week in your lineups with some gaping holes to fill, and we are here to help you do that, starting with the quarterback position. Let me tell you, Matt Ryan was the most added quarterback this week in ESPN leagues, Michael Fabiano. He Mm -hmm. went from being 34% owned to 55% owned. That means he's still available in a ton of leagues if you're – Looking for a quarterback, I think that this is probably the best option for you. QB 23 on the season, so that's why he's not owned in as many leagues. Um, but he's scored 20-plus points in back-to-back games against the Washington football team and the Jets, and he has mm-hmm. the Dolphins this week that are allowing the ninth-most points to quarterbacks. Now, I will say this, though. I went back and I looked at their game-by-game. Game. That is primarily because Brady went crazy against them with 37 points. So they're not getting blown up every single week by quarterbacks. So I would suggest that maybe we keep expectations in check with regards to Matt Ryan, but he's getting Calvin Ridley back and he's getting Russell Gage back. And so I think that this could be a best case scenario for him. And again, my point, I suppose, being primarily, that this is probably your best option if you are looking to fill a hole, if he is still available past that, who do you like the most? Well, Tua against Atlanta in that same game, uh, coming off a 300-plus yard passing performance, had a couple of touchdowns. Hard to trust him, I get it. Atlanta's coming off a bye, I understand, but uh, it's a home game. And uh, desperate times you know, call for desperate measures, Lindsay, right? So Weird Tua's, week it, for him, too, after all of these conversations about them looking for another quarterback, potentially. Maybe a little trade added rumors motivation. That are out there. Yeah, right. I suppose. 
maybe yeah. a showcase game. Oh, do you think that that would factor into anything if they actually are trying to move him? Like uh, the- increase the pass volume, although that feels risky too. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, it's not like they have much of a running game, right? Uh, so that that could be in play. Uh, Jameis Winston is also in play this week. Uh, you can That's get him the off one the I waiver went wire. By. Coming off of a bye against Seattle, uh, he is certainly worth a look. Put up I 27, up Dar- I think, in the last game against the Washington football team, which was a clear, like, blow-up type of situation. And yeah, he was four able touchdowns. to take advantage through 30 times in that game. That's a season high. So we've seen mm-hmm. them actually, like, go the, you know, because that was my concern going into that week was that they wouldn't uh, – the volume wouldn't be there for him to have the success. So it was good to yep. see that in a good situation, they actually did put that. I will say um, the Seahawks have allowed the fourth most passing yards allowed. Um, four teams have thrown for 300 plus Stafford didn't have a particularly big game. I think he scored like 16 against them. Yeah, but he um, threw but Cousins... for like 365. Well, he just didn't have a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. Jameis' so. touchdown-interception ratio this year, 12-3. to 3. Isn't that crazy? You think it's way worse. You would think, well, yeah. In the first, well, he's had four-touchdown game, and he had a five-touchdown game against Green Bay. So, so that, that certainly helps. <laughs> Remember back in week one? Uh, okay, Derek Carr is another guy I've been picking up all over the place. Okay. And, you know, you lost, a lot, you lost a little faith in him last, you know, the, the, the week before last because he had a couple of stinkers in a row. And then the whole mess with John Gruden, and you're wondering how is the team going to respond? And they came out and responded very, very well on a, on a very uh, positive uh, fashion uh, from a statistical perspective. Now the Eagles they they haven't they haven't been particularly uh, stout against quarterbacks. They're kind of middle of the road. They gave mm-hmm. up 31 to Patrick Mahomes, but everyone does. They gave up 20 to Dak. They gave up nearly 20 to Garoppolo. They gave up 18 to Brady. Everybody else. Uh, is actually under eight points. Matt Ryan, uh, Darnold. Sam Darnold. Right. Yeah. But a home game, and you know, the Raiders' offense looked good last week. And, and again, you're, you're literally looking for that, you know, that Band-Aid to plug the hole for one week here, and Derek Carr can probably uh, be that Band-Aid for you. I agree. I, I like that one. I picked him up in one of the leagues. This is just a sad statement, right? I'm like, oh, I got Matt Ryan. I got Winston. I got Carr. Like, this tells you everything you need to know about. Again, I told you it's been a rough week for me hitting up all yep. of the waiver wires. What about yep. Wentz? I've seen people go both ways in terms of like suggesting that you go get Wentz because he's playing good football. These last couple of weeks, he was the highest graded quarterback by PFF in week six. That was mind blowing to me that he played well enough individually to be that highly graded. Um, mm-hmm. And he put up 17 fantasy points in his last right. game on 11 completions. That's crazy. But, yeah. Well, I mean, they, they were, you know, they're running the ball like crazy. Jonathan Taylor. Totally. Absolutely running all over the, uh, the Houston Texans. I, Wentz to me is, is a little bit of a lesser option. Mm-hmm. So in the last three games, the Niners have given up 19 to Aaron Rodgers. 22 to Russell, and they only gave up 13-6 to Kyler. So from a, from a statistical perspective, season long, the matchup is yep. good. They've given it up. They gave it up to Goff in week one, but that was week one. And Goff was throwing the ball like crazy because they were trying to erase a deficit. Jalen Hurts put up 21. Yep. You're Jalen Hurts, but he does it to everybody. 
So, yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I'm starting Wentz in, in a couple of leagues because I have to. Because it all depends on what you can get. But, yeah. you know, I, I like Carr better. I like Winston better. I like Tua better. I like Matt Ryan better. Totally. I do not like this matchup, actually, for Wentz at all. When I went through, like like you did, 13 points to Murray, and you're going to expect 20-plus from Wentz. I don't know that I see that. Uh, Darnold against the Giants. Okay, now hear me out. Darnold at this point, I think, has left the land of fantasy playable in these last few weeks. They've just been awful. He's been awful. All the turnovers, and we're not seeing the rushing touchdowns that we saw earlier in the season. It's back at MetLife. Right. I don't know if that's good or bad. Familiar, his old stomping grounds. Giants have allowed all but one quarterback to go over 20 points. Yeah. Yep. So does he become uh, playable this week? Do we roll that dice? Like, where do you put him in the. To me, he's in that mix. I mean, he's in that. He's right there with, to me, with with Tua and with Jameis. I mean, he's right there. Matt Ryan, he's right there. And I, 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 I get it. I mean, it's hard to trust him. Uh, and I don't know if you can, but you mentioned it. You know, the Giants gave up 25 to Stafford. They gave up, you know, 21, I think, to Dak. They gave up over 20 to Bridgewater. Uh, Heineke had a good game against them as well. I mean, really, the only quarterback who didn't do anything against them was the guy that everybody started um, thinking he'd have a good game, and that was Matt Ryan. That was the that was the um, the road game. That was at MetLife. But overall, quarterbacks have done pretty well against the G-Men. So, yeah. This is also – I'd play Sam Darnold before I played Daniel Jones. I could tell you that. Oh, Daniel Jones. Yeah. What about Jimmy Garoppolo? If he plays, because it's looking like that's going to be the quarterback for the Niners this week against the Colts. He hasn't played in a couple of weeks. He hasn't cracked 20 in fantasy. It's against the Colts, D. Is, do you think about that? Is that a no-go for sure? No, I, I, I do think about that. Um, the Colts have not been good against quarterbacks this year. Yeah. They gave up 42 to Lamar. They gave up 27 to Russell. They gave up uh, nearly 22 to Tannehill. Stafford didn't have a big game against them. Uh, he had an interception in that game, but he, he threw for 278. And when it comes to, um, when it comes to this, this matchup, I'll give you an example of why I have to play Garoppolo. I'm in a super flex league in the busted open league with, you know, Akbar's in the league, a bunch of the wrestlers yeah. are in the league. Here's my three quarterbacks in that league. Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Dre Lance. So I am basically screwed. So I had to pick up Garoppolo off the waiver wire. I had to cut Trey Lance. I had to cut Trey Lance. I had to. I mean, he's not going to play. He's hurt. And um, my other quarterback is probably going to be Zach Wilson or Jared Goff. It's it's gross. It's disgusting. I feel disgusted. (laughs) that I even have to start either one of those two dudes. Well, in the super flex league where I am, there, there are no quarterbacks available. So I have to, um, well, like you said, play somebody. Luckily you have that as an option at at first. I was like, well, I'm going to have to plug somebody in there. That's a gross quarterback. And then I realized, no, I can actually just play a different position, which I think Mm -hmm. sometimes is forgotten in those super flex leagues. (laughs) 
Hey everyone, I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Sawdust Podcast Network. Throughout the week, we're providing you with a vast array of betting and fantasy insight, advice, and analysis. Check out our library of podcasts, including Fade the Noise with me and the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. Fantasy Fast Track with me and Brandon Fun Buns Funston. Annie Up with Howard Bender and Adam Ronis. And Sticks and Stacks with Sean Drotar. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. At the running back position, you're missing Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, James Robinson, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Zach Moss, and that's just the buys. Obviously, there are a ton of injuries on top of that at this position, so I know a lot of you are looking for replacements at this position. If McKissick is available, and I know he is in a lot of leagues, um, I like this one a lot this week. Uh against the Green Bay Packers. I expect the Washington football team to be chasing the Packers. I think we all kind of do and needing to throw. And it feels like this is exactly the type of matchup where you want to fire up a a McKissick in this offense, because he's obviously the guy that is going to be more involved in the passing game than Antonio Gibson, for whatever reason, I feel like you can count on double digits for, from him in these types of games. Uh, The most added running backs of the week on ESPN anyway in ESPN leagues have been Devonte Booker, Daryl Williams and Khalil Herbert. And to be honest with you, Fabs, I only like one of those guys this week and that's Daryl Williams against Tennessee. Yep. I don't know if I'm feeling Devonte Booker or Khalil Herbert. What do you think? Whether or not you're, you're interested in starting them or not, likely you will have to. I mean, I, I'm in a league where I have to start uh, two of them. And I feel good about Williams because you like having a piece of the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I have to play both. And yeah. Herbert, I I think he looks good. But here's the problem. you got the Bucks. Well, that's and, the problem. And, and, that's the, and, and the only running backs to do anything against uh, against the Bucks, you know, was Miles Gaskin, but it was all as a pass catcher. In the passing game. And, and he only has Herbert two is catches. Not, Right. I mean, Khalil Herbert is not, you know, uh, he's not J.D. McKissick. Let's put it that way. But, mm-hmm. again, I'll, I'll say the same thing, right? Desperate times call for desperate measures. And, you know, volume is important. So you're hoping that Herbert maybe gets into the end zone and gets you 30 or 40 yards on the ground. But that that's where we're at right now. And it's funny because that most added list looks like it should have been from, like, last week, right? Booker, yeah. Williams, Herbert. Like we're a week are a late bit, on them. Right, exactly. So uh, none of those players are available in any of my leagues, but uh, I, I like Williams the best. I have him ranked the highest at running back uh, out of that trio. Yes. But you're looking for volume right now. That's all you're, you're looking to get lucky. You're looking, at, you're looking for Booker to get a goal line opportunity where he punches it in. Same thing with Herbert. You're looking well, for one big play from some of these guys, uh, and, you're, and you're crossing your fingers. Well, with regards to the touchdowns for those two guys, Tampa Bay's only allowed one rushing touchdown this year to a running back. So that doesn't bode well for Khalil Herbert. Devontae Booker's up against the Panthers, arguably the worst matchup that a running back can have. They've only allowed two touchdowns, period, to running backs this year. But agreed, the the volume has been there for both of them. I just think that the matchups are not great. He did have 16 touches last week, 19 in week five. Uh, but mm-hmm. just 10 points last week with those 16 touches in another tough matchup against the Rams in which he didn't score a touchdown. And so the fantasy points weren't there. I don't know that that's going to change this week, but I guess in this week, if you could get 10 points at the running back position, you might want to take it. He's the most added player period. On let me the give ESPN. you a, 
He's up to, he, he's an 81.6% of ESPN leagues right now. That's insane. Yeah. Let me give you a quick stat on the Buccaneers defense. Okay. Two, two running backs have scored over 13 points against them. Only two. Okay. Mm-hmm. One of them is Gaskin. He had 10 catches. The other one, Cordero Patterson, and he's a wide receiver. He had five catches for 58 yards and a touchdown. The only other running back to get into that 13-point range was Mike Davis, and he had seven catches. Like The most rushing yards that a running back has had against the Buccaneers this year is Sony Michelle with 67 in week three. That's it. So, hmm. uh, again, Khalil Herbert is not a guy uh, that you would, uh, you would confuse for J.D. McKissick or James White, for example. He is not a player even back to his time in college that was considered a, you know, a, a pass catching maven. Uh, when you look at his college numbers last year, he played 11 games for Virginia tech. He had 10 catches. Ramondre Stevenson is a name that I'm seeing in a lot of different places when, you know, various sites that are talking about running backs that you might want to mm-hmm. pick yep. up this week. I dropped him in a bunch of leagues last week. He's got the Jets this week. Might have earned more passing down work with his game against New England, which is, of course, how you you know create fantasy points for yourself. You had 13 PPR points against the Jets when they played in week two. So I guess that's probably why people are isolating him. But this is a low passing volume offense. So I don't right. know that I love him this week, and I definitely don't love him moving forward, I guess maybe there's some upside there because it's the youth and you think, Oh, if he gets a chance and he shines, then they'll just continue to use him because well, of the, the unknown. matchup. Is, no team has given up more points to running backs than the jets. So the, the matchup's really good. And last week, Stevenson only played 17 snaps. Yeah, right. That's uh, my, I guess that's my point. You don't know that it's Stevenson. The volume is targeted. Harris. He was targeted three times and he had uh, three catches, but your reminder, Stevenson is, again, he's not, you know, Brandon Bolden is, is considered more of the pass-catching option. Stevenson can obviously do it. Uh, you know, he's a bigger back. You know, reminds a lot of people of a LeGarrette Blunt type of player. But I have to start Stevenson. In Dirt Dynasty, I have to start him because I have no other choice. I like the matchup, and I'm hoping that I can get maybe eight touches out of him. But that's where we're at right now. Two guys that were available in a lot of my leagues when I went waiver wire, like scouring them last night, hunting, you were hunting. Right, exactly. Or this happened on Tuesday night. Um, Michael Carter was available in a lot. Uh, who has the Patriots this week who only allowed two touchdowns to running backs, two straight weeks with touchdowns for him. Um, but he's not running for a ton of yards. So I'm mm-hmm. not sure if that's going to continue this week against New England, but that's a name that's available, I think, probably for a lot of people this week. And then a name that I did not expect to be available that actually was in a few of my leagues is Javante Williams. And he's got a really? tough matchup. Yes. But Javante Williams, Javante Williams hasn't turned out to be the guy yet from a fantasy standpoint that I think a lot of us thought he would be at the beginning of the year. Do you think that that is why people are just giving up on it? Because there hasn't been that big boom game for him yet. Do you think that it is coming? What was the one issue with Javante Williams coming into the season? The talent was unmistakable. Melvin Gordon's a 28-year-old running back who's coming off a season with a career high in yards per carry, and he is not washed. And this backfield has been split completely down the middle in terms of the snaps, in terms of the touches, 
and Gordon is not relinquishing that role, and I don't think he will. Uh, unless Melvin gets hurt or the Broncos are completely out of it, uh, which might happen, I don't think Javante Williams is going to be you know, this year's big second-half league winner uh, at the running back position because a lot, of, a lot of folks, I feel like, underrated Melvin Gordon. He's still a really good player. Totally agreed. I hope that was helpful. And if you end up plugging in somebody that you just feel gross about, know that you are not alone. This week just sucks. Hope it leads to a win for you, though. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. You can also subscribe, please do, in fact, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL Roadshow is also available on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Just download it today and tap Podcasts. For video clips of the show and more, follow me on Twitter. Lindsay underscore Rhodes. I'm also on Instagram, Lindsay Rhodes NFL. The NFL Roadshow is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Andrew Emmer. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen. And we'll see you again on Monday. Enjoy the games, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. Serious XM Podcasts.